Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way and was wretched and vile as could be. But the Savior is Lord gave me peace from above when he reached down his hand for me. When the Savior reached down for me, he had to reach way down for me. I was lost and undone without God or His Son. When I hear his sweet voice in the tempest to him I then believe that to lean on his heart safe secure from all harm when he reached down his hand Let's all stand and let's have all the men that will come and let's just gather around the altar and take this service to the Lord tonight. How many of you remember that day when he reached down his hand for you? Praise the Lord for that. Don't want to get over that. I want him to keep that real in my heart. But let's pray now and ask the Lord just to touch this service and to move in this service and open our hearts. This is the night that we observe the Lord's Supper and we'll be doing that in just a few moments. Very special time for us. And so let's just... Let the Spirit of God let us worship. Many of you this morning, you opened your heart and you obeyed the Lord and you just thought about Him and worshiped Him and praised Him. That's the way it ought to be every time we come to the house of the Lord. Amen. And so let's just worship tonight. Open our hearts and just let the truth of God bless you. Let the truth of God stir you. Let the truth of God thrill your heart. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, how grateful we are for that day when you reached down and you saved us by, us by your grace. Father, we wouldn't be here tonight if it hadn't been for that day. We couldn't be here tonight to love you and to worship you and to serve you if it had not been for that day when by your grace you reached down, saved us. We thank you for it. Dear Lord, I pray in this service tonight that the name of Jesus Christ will be exalted and you'll take these moments and use them to make us appreciative of what you've done for us. Help us never to lose sight of the cross and Lord help us never to get over what you've done for us so use the service tonight to remind us of the tremendous price that was paid for our salvation so honor Jesus now in this service for it's in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. Just a
songbook, turn over to page number 227. At the cross, at the cross, page 227. Let's let Awana, our Awana leaders come and present the Awana Awards tonight. All right, our first award goes to Rick Chambers. He just passed his entrance exam, but we're out of gold stars. So I'll get that back to you. Our first one is for Garrett Woody. He's getting his skipper patch. He said four verses. His talking rules are just please, thank you, I'm sorry, Rick Chambers is bad, stuff like that, <laughs> stuff they need to know. And uh, Sunday school. <laughs> Gavin's getting his red jewel, his silver crown, and he said 13 verses, and he's got one for us tonight. Titus 3.5, not by words of rashness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Okay, I have one of our clubbers here to help me give out awards tonight. We have a, um, an award for Ashley Hensley. She finished her book uh, from last year, so she's getting her first book award. Tell the math, get at almost 11,000 points. Uh, we're the pioneers built in sixth grade boys. We have Brandon Daggett here. He's completed his Explorer rank section, which includes 14 verses and the Awana theme song. That's great. Let's let our ushers come forward to receive our offering. And uh, you give tonight. Be faithful in your giving. Good to have those that are visiting with us. Several members of Gene's family. We'll recognize them in a little while. But we're glad for all of you that are visiting with us tonight. Let's pray. And then the choir will sing. Father, bless the offering now. May we give to you as we ought to give in appreciation for all you've done for us. And also in obedience to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen.
dying, no more trouble or strife. We will live through the ages by that beautiful tree of life. With some glad tomorrow, with the saints out there. Gonna put on a crown and a walk around all over God's promised land. Glory, what a wonderful day. Oh, yeah, when I get to heaven on that beautiful friend, I'll put on a crown and walk around all over God's promised land.
all stand tonight as the choir is coming down. Let's get out, shake hands with everyone around. The ladies play through a few verses of victory in Jesus. We'll get us a songbook and sing together in just a minute. But get out and make everyone feel welcome tonight. Continue shaking hands. Get your songbook if you're finished. Page 526 if you need a book. Victory in Jesus, 526. Amen. 
may be seated. I want you to take your Bible for just a moment and turn to Matthew 27, Matthew chapter 27. And I want us just to take a moment and just read the account of the crucifixion of the Lord. Uh, we do the Lord's Supper, as you know, a little bit different than maybe some places do. Uh, we have been our custom now for a number of years, and we do so out of a conviction in my heart that the Lord's Supper is often mistreated and not observed in the fashion that I feel like it ought to be observed or the reverence or the honor given to it that it ought to be. As I have so often said, I grew up in churches where uh, they would kind of tag the end of the service with the Lord's Supper. And to me, that doesn't do it justice because it is to be a very, very special moment in the life of any church. And just to kind of close the service out where everybody's in a hurry to get out uh, doesn't allow you to stop and to think about what the Lord's Supper is all about. But Matthew 27, begin reading verse 27, and we'll just take a moment now, and I just want you to listen as I read the account of the crucifixion of the Lord, because I want you to realize what this is all about tonight, and the elements that we're going to take in just a moment, why we are taking them. Matthew 27, 27, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him. And put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hell, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. After that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of serene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him, and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there, and set up over his head an accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. And saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land under the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, This man calls, calleth for Elias or Elijah. And straight one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him the drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God. You see what we're doing tonight. And again, as I said a moment ago, we take the service to observe the Lord's Supper. Every fifth Sunday night, 
so that we don't rush through what we're doing, but that we take our time to go through it so that we are mindful that our salvation was free. It didn't cost us one thing to be saved. We didn't have to do one thing except to put our faith in Christ to be saved. Aren't you glad for that? But even though our salvation was free, it was not without a great cost. It cost the Lord Jesus Christ his life. And so the command that has been given to us by God as a church is that we are on, to, on a regular basis to stop and to pause and to think and to think about the death of Jesus Christ and what it means to us. The Lord's Supper has basically three reasons. One, it is to be a time of meditation. We're to stop and realize and just think about it. What it cost Jesus for our salvation. His death, the shedding of blood, the giving of himself. The bread symbolizes his body. The wine or the juice symbolizes his blood. And we're to stop and to think about that and dwell upon it. It is to be a time of meditation. It is to be a time of examination. 1 Corinthians 11 makes that very clear that you are not to partake of the Lord's Supper unworthily. Talked about sin this morning. If there is unconfessed sin in our life, the most dangerous thing that a person can do is take the Lord's Supper. Can I say that again? One of the most dangerous things, and I believe this, I firmly believe this. If there is a time that you are serious about getting right with God and dealing with your sins, it's when you take the Lord's Supper. And I would say to anyone tonight in this room that if there's things in your life that's not right, I wouldn't take the Lord's Supper because he that eateth and drinketh of the Lord's Supper unworthily, the Bible said, bringeth damnation on themselves. doesn't mean that you'll go to hell, but it means that you will be judged of God because to take these elements, the bread and the wine tonight, unworthily, is to disgrace what Jesus Christ did for you. If you do not have any more respect and reverence for what Christ did for you, then you don't want to take the Lord's Supper because this is a moment that we stop and in reverence and in worship we take these matters. So it's a time of examination. 1 Corinthians 11 said, Judge yourself lest you be judged. It's to be a time that we examine our life and judge our lives, deal with sin in our life, and put it this way, Judging ourselves is dealing with sin in our life. And if we won't deal with the sin, then God will deal with the sin. It's a very serious matter. It's a time of meditation. It's a time of examination. It's a time of celebration. It's a time to celebrate the fact that Christ died for our sins. He that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There are many thrilling truths about being saved, being justified is one thrilling truth. It means that God has imparted on our account the righteousness of the Son of God. And when God looks at us tonight, He sees us justified, that is, without any sin whatsoever. You want to know why we go to heaven one day? We go to heaven one day because God receives us through Christ. And when He receives us through Christ, He receives us through Christ's merit. He sees us justified. He sees us as someone that has been redeemed delivered from bondage and brought in the family of God. So many things. And as we come, we celebrate those things. So everything we do tonight is to meditate and to examine our life and to celebrate what the Lord has done. As our deacons come to get in their place and a couple of our men will prepare the table for the serving of the Lord's Supper tonight, I want Brother Rick to come and lead us once again in a congregational song. You can remain seated. But I want you to sing now and sing in worship to the Lord. Let's sing this song again. Page 269, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, 269.
serve the bread and as they do so we'll have a special song. And that is why 
The significance of the bread, of course, is that it is symbolic of the body of our Lord. And the significance of his body is that it speaks to us and reminds us of the fact that God took upon himself humanity. It couldn't have been a savior if he had not had a human side. We often speak of him as the God-man, meaning that Jesus Christ was ever bit God as he'd ever been God. But he was also man. He was ever bit man as you and me tonight. He was the God-man. But God had to become man in order for us to be saved. You see, the only one that could take the place of human beings was a human being. So God became flesh, took upon himself a body. Hebrews talks about a body that God had prepared for him. So one day God stepped out of eternity, came to this earth, took upon himself a body, a body given to him through a virgin birth, and dwelt in that body and died in that body. He died as man for man. So the symbolism of the bread tonight is his body. The scripture said, For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. We'll ask the men to come to serve the wine, and as they do so, we'll have another special. I believe that this Christ who was slain on the cross has the power to change lives today. For he changed me completely a new That is why by the cross I will stay. I believe that this life with its grace
symbolism behind this juice that we take, which is often called wine, is the blood that Christ shed. The bread represents his body, that he had to become man in order to be a savior. But this symbolizes what it cost and the price that had to be paid. It's like we were guilty. He was not guilty, but yet he became one of us that he might stand in our place and pay the price for our sins. The Bible is very clear that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission, forgiveness. There can be no redemption. And the reason why blood is shed, someone said, isn't there another way? Couldn't it have been done another way? No, it couldn't have been not done another way. The wages of sin is death. And if a person is unsaved, they die in their sins and go to hell, it's death. That's the wages of sin. So in order for the wages of sin to be paid for, somebody had to die. They had to pay that price. And the shedding of blood is a symbol of the fact that Jesus died. He not only came, but he died. And he died for me. He died for you. If there's anything that ought to make you eternally grateful tonight, it is what this represents. That Jesus died for you and paid the price and shed his blood so that you might be saved. That we rejoice in. The Bible said, And after the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Rick, can we get one stanza of When I Survey the Wondrous Cross? This is a great hymn. I, this, this is one of the greatest hymns, in my opinion, that's ever been written. Isaac Watts. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. Let's sing that one thankful tonight for what Christ died for you or his, what he did for you in his death on the cross uh, maybe just two or three let's take a moment just stand and just praise the Lord and just express publicly your appreciation for what Jesus Christ did for you and your salvation would there be a couple of you that will do that tonight